the belief that you can create today through positivity, optimism, and hope will set you up for the market that is to come in ways that are unfathomable. Because here's what we know for sure. If you keep going through the current market down and in the dumps, when the market improves, you're going to have to catch up. So, So if you believe at a high level, if you're optimistic at a high level, if you say, you know what? Today is going to be a very exciting day. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm worth it. I got this. God's got me. Let's go. It doesn't mean that every play I make for the day is going to work. Of course not. But what it does mean is every play has the odds of turning out better. Friends and professionals, welcome back to Season 6, Episode 1 of the Modern Lending Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Hansen, but you know that. Today I'm joined with Todd Duncan to kick off an incredible conversation covering belief, connection, and competency. Let's rock and roll. Todd, welcome to the Modern Lending Podcast. Good to be back, buddy. This is my first season as CMO, so it's a little. That's I, right. I, and it's been a while. I, I usually try to do podcasts twice a month, and just this the, the market has had some stuff going on. Really? So <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. But but thank you, thank you for being first guest on the season. Thank you for always just being. Dude, rad. it's an honor to be here. It's uh, it's I, I've always believed in what you message the industry, and it's just good to be part of number one. It's good to be part of your orbit, period. But good to be part of number one. So I got a funny story to kick off with. Um, I, I was talking to my sister uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday on, on the yeah, and uh, we were. She was telling her story again of just her her path. Yeah, and I'm always inspired by Kristen. She's on, she's one of the best in the world. And the story that she told me that I had always heard and I kind of forgot and then I heard again was her experience at your event that dramatically changed her career because one dude on stage was talking about the, the uh, mornings of gratitude or minutes of gratitude in the morning. And she just had this epiphany of, I can do all this. Yeah. I can do all this. These yeah. people are great, but I can do all right. this. And, and then with hope and high trust selling and, and her coaching from your group, it radically changed her life. And so we owe, we owe Duncan, we owe you, the Hansons. <laughs> we owe, owe Hanson. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it was, it was a great, I, I had forgotten. I mean, I knew this, but it was just wonderful to hear it again, how much impact you've had, not in just the Hanson life, but across this industry for the entire scope of your career, just pouring into it. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for coming in here. No, it's exciting. You know, you think about Kristen, you think about like you're at the right place at the right time. And all of a sudden you get belief that something can happen, that I can do this. If that person can do it, I can do it. And then from my perspective, you look at like, I wonder how many lives Kristen has impacted yeah. since that moment in time. Right. Yeah, and for so me, I wake up every day and it's just about impact at this point. It's like, who else can we impact? So it's cool to be here and we'll see who we can impact. <laughs> well, and that was part of the reason I started the Modern Learning Podcast. So about four or five years ago, when Mikey and I were talking about this, it was like, I wanted to do it for several reasons in the beginning. And, and the first reason was, you know, I felt like this was a medium that was worth being in. Right. And if I was going to coach and help and lead people and inspire and like tell people to do this, I better be in it too. Right. So I can learn and figure out what's going on in it. And then from there, it really became this place of like, how can I how can I make an impact and give back and 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 drive value to the people I care about in this industry? And you know that's one of the most exciting reasons I have you on this right now is just to bring that value to people because it's this is unprecedented times. So so my dad in the in the last cycle I've always likened it to like a violent car crash because right. you were cruising and then it was like bam, bam and and companies were popped disappeared products gone people's lives were radically transformed right then overnight, bang. Uh, this feels more like like I'm being choked to death. This feels more like like you just can't breathe enough and it's just a slow, agonizing kind of 
down cycle. How do you how do you experience this cycle? What what do you liken it to? Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, it's probably the most unique cycle that I've ever seen in my career, and I've been through I don't know eleven yeah, cycles, say. right? Right, yeah. and um, I think the difference between the cycle that I started out in, which was huge, huge, huge lack of consumer confidence, unemployment, yes. you know, very expensive lending rates, 18 percent. The difference right now is everybody came off such, we were on like the Autobahn. I know. And then all of a sudden we got onto a one laid road. Yeah. It was just like, yes. right? And I think what happened is over the the couple years that preceded when the market started to, to kind of go the, go the other way, we didn't have to work hard. We just had to have stamina. Yeah, and and so comment. when you when you go through a market that's really good and loans are falling out of the sky and and you and your team are exhausted, yes, and and stamina, 100%. you didn't you didn't need skill, you yeah. needed stamina, yes. And then when it's just like we go from um, you know seventy eight degree day to a less than thirty yes. you know thirty below zero kind of deal, and the whole thing just so what 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 ends up happening is a couple things. You have a cleansing. And there's loan officers today that are no longer loan officers because of this cleansing yeah. and they weren't prepared. And and then you have the adjustment and the loan officers that are used to having business just kind of come in. Yeah. Uh, it's not coming in. And then you look at our referral partners and they're used to selling a lot of homes and they're not selling a lot of homes. And then we look at sellers that usually list and they're not listing. Yeah. And, and then we look at interest rates of 3% and, and, and then 7%, looks terrible. 7% yeah. and it's like, so so what do you do? You have, you have to alter the way you operate and believe about the market because there's still business, right? There's still business for anybody that believes that there's business. But if you wake up and you have a scarcity mindset and, and you're not excited and you're not, you know, game ready, game ready, yeah. you're going to make excuses and you're not going to win. Well, I, I want to talk about belief for a minute. Yeah. That's a good topic to kind of kick us off because mindset has always been a core like when you talk to any top performer, top producer, mindset, 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 perspective, mindset always comes up. So when you're talking about belief today, like what, what are you leaning into? What does that mean to you? I think the first thing I want to lean into is that um, your limits begin where your belief ends. Yeah. And, and when you wake up and you do not believe that people are buying and you do not believe that, that realtors are referring and you don't believe that you can sell in a market of 7%, yeah. okay, then your limits have been set from the moment you wake up. Let me give you, let me give you an example yeah. here. So obviously everyone knows my, I, I came up in retail lending. That, that's my world. Those are my yeah. people. I yeah. get it all. And as CMO, I've had a lot of exposure now to our direct channels, our JV channels, yeah. all the stuff that we're doing. Direct lending is doing a truckload of cash out refinances, a truckload. Yeah. Retail is doing next to zero. And so you talk about belief, you know, that the belief of a lot of people I've talked to has been, why, why would they need, they have a 3% rate. Why, why am I calling them? What, what am I doing? You know, I, you know, and you can see it immediately and they're not doing the business that's being done somewhere else. All right. Cause it's just, a, it's a mindset thing. Is that what you're seeing? Well, I'm seeing, I'm seeing that, 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 that a, they have a narrow mindset if they have a positive mindset at all. And, they, and they're not adapting fast enough. Right. The other thing is we believe that because rates are high, that people aren't going to borrow. And that's yes. wrong. There's more equity today in homes than there ever has been in the history of mortgage lending. Yeah. So if cash out refinances are booming, why don't you pivot? Why don't you just understand that you can do that? Uh, and the problem is that you haven't nurtured that database. You haven't stayed in touch with that database. And, and so you don't even feel like you have the right to call them to talk about cash out. <laughs> well, so that's actually, let's just sit on that for a minute yeah. because that, 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 as that's a belief, like that's a problem in here for somebody to to change their mindset, change their beliefs, and and get out there. 
you've walked people through this in your entire career. If somebody is in that place, because I, I know a lot are, where they're like, I haven't managed it. I haven't called them. I haven't stayed in touch. I haven't done a good job. Do you tell them just to make calls? Well, it you know, so it's calls, it's connect, it's convert. It's like, okay, you're already proving that right now nothing's working. You're, you're, not you're, doing already, you're already frozen yeah. and you believe that the market is not going to produce business. So what are you doing with your time? And I think that one of the greatest things you can do is you can do five a days, 10 a days, 15 a days, 20 a days. Every law officer in America would be blown away if they started making 15 calls a day to their database you know, and checking in with them I, every day, every day. Just do it. It's 60 calls a week. Do it every single day. Do you have a quick, like, I know I'll get real tactical here, but like for the person who hasn't maintained their database, do you have a quick script for somebody or a quick encouragement of like what to say? Yeah, I, I can say you in two years. I can say something like this. Two years ago, we had the honor and the pleasure of helping you buy your home. And uh, today I have been like really trying to figure out how I can add value to my clients. And one of the things I know is that with low interest rates, like you had two years ago, there's some options to make your equity go to work for you. And I wanted to make a phone call to explore where you were on that. And maybe I could come alongside you and help. See, it's, it's just, just like, like ripping like, the bandit off. It's like, don't, it's not even a thing. <laughs> you, know, you, you didn't even make it a thing. You just said like, oh, you know, two years ago we were together. That was it. Don't and be apologetic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't on, be, don't be like, oh gosh, I blew it. I didn't stay in touch with you. But, but here's the deal. Like, yeah. like um, if people don't know what to say in a selling situation, they'll freeze. Yeah. And, and so all you have to do is like, why don't you for, I don't know, 10 minutes, look in the mirror and just kind of role play the call. Yeah. Right? And then make 10 of them. Yeah. And you're going to be so much better off. You're going to A make the calls that aren't being made. B, you're going to feel accomplished because you made the calls. C, you might get a loan. And, and like, I bet you if loan officers made 15 calls a day to their database, use that script, I bet you they'd get an extra two to four loans a month right yeah. now. And yeah. then you look at that at $4,000 a loan and how, how would yeah. lives change if you made an extra $16,000 a month? Cause you're going to make phone calls instead I of can't. <laughs> being frozen in time. Yeah. One. Well, and if you're stuck, I'll add this too for anybody who's encouragement. If, if 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 you're stuck, just do it with a do it with a buddy in your office who's also stuck. We're all in pain together. We're all in the soup. So sometimes it's okay to be going through hell with somebody else. And so grab someone in your office and be like, "Hey, can I call you? <laughs> can I call you?" And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know give you a script and then then you can call me and give me one and then let's just go call 15 people. But be careful who the someone else is <laughs> because if the someone else is negative, they're gonna take you down. Actually, okay, so you triggered me. <laughs> so that, I wanna talk about this because we're, we're in that belief set here for a second. And I, I, who you hang with influences your beliefs. I watch it, believe it, all that stuff. And so even with social media, you know, you get on social media now and you're, and a lot of loan officers, cause I'm, I'm there with you. I see you, I'm following you. We're in these groups. We're yeah. in these, you know, loan officer mastermind structure, scenario question, all these groups is hundreds of loan officers. The negativity is insane. Yeah. How do you get them out of your life? How do you, I mean, besides blocking social media groups, how do you get the negative people out of your life? I think there's a couple of things that I would tell people is the more you allow what you don't want to have happen to happen, the more it will happen. So you've got to learn how to set loving boundaries and loving boundaries, loving, go like, loving boundaries. boundaries go like this. They go like, Hey, right now I've got to stay super positive. I don't have time in my life to hang out with people that aren't positive. Yeah. So unless you're ready to get juiced up and positive, I got to stay out of your orbit for a little bit. I got to take my care of my family. I got to, I got to build some revenue. It's so hard to say that though to some people. I know, people. but watch this. The people that are negative, you could actually impact them. You could, they could actually hang up from that phone call or that text and go, Holy cow. I am, am I pretty, I am pretty negative. You know, that's right? a gift. That, yeah, that's. But 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 the point is, like, you can chart how, how you start the day 
and what that mindset looks like and then how you use it all day long. Because it doesn't mean just because you wake up and you got like a 45-minute devotion time, mentoring time, like internal thought time. Maybe you read a couple of great positive quotes and you watch a five-minute video. You're going to show up pumped up. Yeah. But you're going to get your ass kicked at 9.30. Yeah. And then what you you have to do is you have to go back to mindset and bring it back. But but here's here's what has to happen. Um, The belief that you can create today through positivity, optimism, and hope will set you up for the market that is to come in ways that are unfathomable. Because here's what we know for sure. If you keep going through the current market down and in the dumps, when the market improves, you're going to have to catch up. If you right now in a hard market and a bad market, believe in what is, instead of thinking it's impossible, I am P-O-S-S, I'm possible. I'm possible right now because- Half the loan officers don't think they're possible. Half have left the business and the rest are bitching and complaining about pricing and, and this, that, and the other thing. And why don't you just make calls and connect? And it's, 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 not, it's not hard. And here's, what's ha- here's what happens. And I want to say this very carefully. Your belief isn't real, but it allows your reality to match your belief. So, yeah. so if you believe at a high level, if you're optimistic at a high level, if you say, you know what, today is going to be a very exciting day. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm worth it. I got this. God's got me. Let's go. It doesn't mean that every play I make for the day is going to work. Of course not. But what it does mean is every play has the odds of turning out better. But if you don't believe, there's a 100% guarantee none of those plays are going to work. Just ask Deion Sanders. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's like a live case study <laughs> right, of right. like this happening right around us. Right. You go from 1-11 and 11 to 3-0 and 0 in less than 12 months. Yeah, belief. Belief. Yeah. And he's making a fortune on sweatshirts. Do you believe seriously. now? I also saw, I also saw he, he did a, a deal with Blenders, the sunglasses yes. company. And he just, you know, made a, a gazillion dollars just because he had these. It was it's genius. I saw it. It's it was like 67,000 pairs of glasses <laughs> yes. were sold yes. in the first two hours. So good. 67,000 glasses. <laughs> See, 69 bucks a pair. Epitome of belief right now. <laughs> but, but I think the point that I want to make is you have two choices when you wake up. It's to be hopeful or it's to be hopeless. Yeah. And if you're hopeful and thoughtful, instead of, instead of hopeless and thoughtless, you're going to make progress. But I, I do want to recognize that it's work. That, that's effort. Right. I mean, like, no, because no one falls out of bed. I got this today. I, we are ama- I don't I don't believe that. I mean, maybe you're having a good day, but I think a lot of people like this is effort, especially in a world where you always get the negative headlines. News always is pounding us. But even but today it's it's just it just seems exaggeratively worse. There's just a lot. And so you got to work to stay positive. Or you can be positive and work becomes easier. Yeah, I like that. He's always got the good liners, dude. It's no, because if you I wake know, up. I know, you're dead right. No, if you wake up and you go, shit, I got to go to work today. Or how about I wake up and I go, one life today is going to be changed by me. Yeah, I can't wait to it. find out who it is. Yeah, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. 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 So, but I want to I share something too. This, the, I, I had somebody about uh, two months ago that was in a group of 150 people, not even in the mortgage business. These 150 people are part of a sales force of 200,000 people. And she won the trip to come with 149 other people. And I got to speak for just a, an hour or yeah. so. I'm talking about purpose. I'm talking about belief. And I look over at her and she's crying. Just tears streaming really? down her face. And I stop the presentation. I walk over and I go to her. I go, yeah. what's going on? And she goes, um, I've never, ever been been uh, forced to look at, do I believe in my, in my ability to be successful? Because my mom always made me a failure. And then my mom died. And I never got to rectify this. Yeah. And I'm scared. 
And I said to her, I said, let's, de- let's, de- let's decide what's really, really important to you. Why are you doing this business? She goes, I want to impact people. And I go, great. This is a Saturday, Alec. I said, if you send me a purpose statement Sunday night by five o'clock, I will call you Monday morning at 7 a.m. And I will spend every Monday, four weeks, one half hour pouring into you. And she goes, really? And I go, yeah, I've never done this. I don't, I mean, I don't yeah. coach for free. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, one and a half months later, I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about you today in front of 10,000 people. I was at crypto.com and speaking to 10,000 people at this conference two weeks ago. And I said, tell me what I can say to everybody. And here's what she wrote. She goes, the first thing I want you to tell everybody that comes to mind is, is my past and how I'll never be there again. I'll never be at my past again. Yeah. Okay. She goes on to say, I'm never going back. I'm never settling. I'm overcoming the obstacles that were made to keep me small. Yeah. Okay. She goes on to say, I'm breaking generational curses. I'm overcoming my circumstances and I will not allow my childhood with my mother to define me. I'm an overcomer. And then she says this at the end. She said, she said, people thought I'd end up in prison and now I'm going to be a millionaire. And she goes from making no money for six months in a row to making $7,000 since I started coaching her. Yeah. Because she believed she, she got permission to believe. And that's what people need to understand right now. I think they need a lot of it right now. There's the, the business is out there, but you've got to let go of your narrative that's holding you back. Whatever's going on up here, you got you to gotta get rid of that and you got to replace it with some positive kind of inspirational, optimistic, hopeful, yeah. like you are a miracle. Every human being watching this yeah. is a miracle. Yeah. Let's go make some miracles. Yeah. Nobody's like you. And don't let your past define you. Don't even let last year define you. Don't even let last month or yesterday define you. Yeah. Do something different today to make the miracle in you come alive. Well, it's funny that you said that because there's some great brand, you know, humans out there like Chris Doe and Gary Vaynerchuk. And these guys have said very similar things, which is, you know, your uniqueness is your superpower. What makes you you? The the core part of you is is the superpower. It's not the stuff that everyone else can do. It's the stuff that, that you bring uniquely to the world that is you got to unleash. Well, it's, and it's your life force. If, you, if you're not activating your belief around your superpower, think about this. How hard is it to believe in a skill that is not naturally your skill? You know, how hard yeah. is it to get excited about something that you're told to do by your manager, but you don't feel equipped to do it? Yeah. So when people can align um, with, with their time and their belief, the one skill that is God-given and natural that syncs up with what they're doing professionally, it's lights out. Yeah. It's lights out. Like you'll never work another day in your life because it's not something you have to work at. It's a talent. Yep. And when you take your talent and leverage it, you're not working, you're impacting. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand. Don't try to get good at what God left out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. Let, let's, let's talk about something else that's, that's, I, I know you're passionate about and that I'm passionate about. And it, you know, I want to go down this path of connection and I really want to start it out with this, you know, the beginning of this conversation with something you've said that I think is intimately true. Um, you know, I do that. I ask this question to our new hires when we talk every month about branding and about all the stuff we're building. And I talk about screen time, you know, just, just amount of time we're, we're staring at something else that's not a person. And, you know, we talk about it in text in context of, you know, remember when COVID happened, we all went home and we were staring at our screens and um, I asked people to look up their screen time on their phone, how much screen time they're having per week or per day. And inevitably what comes out of that conversation is, 
societal trending towards we're spending more time on screens. And and then I'll layer on top of that, you know, there's a huge push from me and many other people to recognize that trend and go hang out with people in that area, make, make content, get on social media, make videos. You know, there's a lot of opportunity there to build your brand, extend your reputation, all that stuff. And at the same time, there's a lack of real connection in those, in those spaces. And I was raised in the Todd Duncan school of business, which was belly to belly in the street, press and flesh, meeting realtors, building business this way. And now there's all this other stuff happening around us as the world continues to turn. So let's talk about connection for a little bit in this marketplace. What do you think is important about it? What what, what do we need to be focused on? I I think that um, people are looking at uh, the the question, but they don't have the right focus. It's like a kaleidoscope of, you know, if I'm just connected and I'm connected and, and you're really not connected, you know, the more you're connected in digital and the more you use connections I have on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Like how many of them are real movers and shakers that you have a personal relationship with? And yeah. so you, you start to look at this and what, what people don't understand is this, the neuroscience of what connection actually is. So you and I are here together. We're, I'm two and a half feet away from your face. Yes. I can see you your just eyes. touch each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can feel, I can feel you. And what ends up happening is that there's, there's four hormones that get released right here. One is dopamine, one is oxytocin, one is serotonin, and one is endorphin. Yeah. All four of those increase connection because it's human to human. Yeah. And you and I are feeling that. You can't feel that on a screen. No. And you can barely feel it on like Zoom or something like that. I am, I am innovative, but I am also questioning how effective the time gift that we have that we're putting into screen time is actually benefiting our life and the lives of people that we're quote connected with. Yeah. So I think that branding is interesting, but behind the brand has to be connection. And the next yeah. generation of home buyers that are between 26 and 34, yeah. which is going to be the biggest it's bubble gigantic. that comes through this thing. These guys love branding, but they love trust and they love face to face. They do all their research. They do a lot sure. of digital, but they still value this kind of connection. Mm-hmm. So all I want to say to people is, is if you want to watch conversion go up, and I gave a stat to 140 managers yesterday. I said for every 6% that a loan officer is able to improve the conversion of a borrower conversation to a loan that funds, they make an extra eight grand a month. 6%. 6%. 12% is an extra 16 grand a month. So the question I would have is, is dollarize digital and screen time versus dollarize face-to-face and one-on-one time. Yeah. And it's it's not that one is right and one is wrong because they're 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 here they're both here to stay. But, you know, in the in this book Marketing Rebellion, the author says the most human company is going to win. And so we have to learn how to balance high trust, high tech and high touch. And in 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 the mortgage world and in the real estate world when you have sales prices and debt prices as high as they are, you have to have all three of those. Mm-hmm. I can't just touch you. I can't just get you to trust me. I got to be able to use technology to add value to the relationship. And so all three are important. Yeah. But if you hide behind tech, you're not guaranteed to have trust or touch.
No, so that that's funny you say <laughs> hide behind tech because I I was I, and I'm still a huge advocate of like get on social media, figure out your strategy there, find your lane, put yourself in put yourself out to and I know it's vulnerable and hard, but put yourself out, help people. And what I noticed as I was pushing people so hard in that direction, I just assumed they would continue to do the belly to belly real stuff, the real stuff. <laughs> right. I just assumed they continue to go to open houses and broker previews and networking events and call on agents and get coffees and lunches and all the things that I just were there. But there's a trend I see of people who are hiding behind their phones and they, they say only digital because it's somehow it's now safe, you, you know, in some way. How, how do you how do you feel about all that? Well, I, I think first of all, you've got to be you've got to be open and willing to have relationship and and relation. I've never ever altered from this. <laughs> you can you can make a living with transactions. You can make a fortune with relationships. Yeah. And so here I am. I have a thirty year old company. Yeah. And I call five CEOs or heads of production a day. Yeah. And all I'm doing is connecting. Like I I'm gonna I'm gonna just share something. I'm not, I'm not gonna make any names or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, no. but yesterday. Good. Yesterday, um, I experienced <coughs> I experienced some uh, contribution from an owner of a company, and this morning I sent him a video. And the video is right here. It's just me thanking yeah. him. So he replies in twenty minutes. Thank you, Todd. It means a lot coming from you. I appreciate you working with our team yesterday as well as your partnership moving forward. This guy runs a national company. Yeah. you have my endorsement and commitment to push anyone considering your services over the top in your way. But that's because I sent a video five hours ago. Yeah. Today, Today. five hours ago to him today, and I got a response in less than 20 minutes. Yeah. So you can use digital favorably. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could, like, like, like even if I go into process management, I look at, you know, the time the loan comes into the time that we're clear to close and the time we fund. I can use video four times during that process to the buy side agent, the list side or the builder and the buyer. I can do that. I can use technology, but I don't want to just send a text. I don't want to just leave a voicemail. If I give you a video and it took literally 60 seconds to record that yeah. video. If I give you a video, you see me, you feel me, you hear me. Yeah. If I send you a text, all you do is read me. And probably and, the wrong tone. <laughs> right. And if I send you a voicemail, then probably all you do is hear me. Yep. But if I send you a video, you hear me, you see me, and you feel me, what happens, Alec? Conversion. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So, so part of it's going to be old school with technology. And yeah. part of it is, here's what I would say to everybody. Take a look at your screen time and, and then ask yourself, if I'm on screen for two hours a day, how much money am I making out of those two hours? Mm -hmm. Dollarize your screen time. Yep. And then dollarize your face-to-face -face time. Yep. I can argue that this video is worth seven figures. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But I can't just send this guy an email and say, good job, because it's just an email, right? And it doesn't come alive. It doesn't come off. It doesn't mm -hmm. come out. It's just like, so we have to we have to trust relationship more than anything. And, and then the key to relationship is just consistent value. That's all it is. I don't have, like, I have already something next Monday I'm going to send to this guy. Not a physical product. I have something that I know that he would value that I'm going to send him. And all it's going to say to him is, I'm thinking of you. Yeah. That's all I have to do, right? No more auto marketing. You know, the CRMs of yesterday are dead. They're dead in the water. And people so are, the digital noise that is being created in the market today is not producing those four hormones. If anything, they're producing like, this person doesn't even know who I am. They well, did my loan, but they don't even know who I am. So, so let me ask you this. <laughs> I, I agree a thousand percent. So let, let me ask you this. What, what, what is Todd's 
recommendation of best efforts that drive connection today? I mean, so, you know, you, you mentioned from the clients earlier, call 15 clients, right? But like, what, what, what are the things that drive connection in your mind today? Well, if you're going to call the 15 clients, call them with a strategy to get them to say yes. Absolutely. It's not just about the calls. Awesome. So I'll tell you a quick story. So, so we're working with a company now that's in debt consolidation. Yeah. And they started a call center and, um, and then they got into, uh, got into to coaching and uh, the two owners said to me, um, you know, we, we went through the academy. We really wanted to develop some scripts. And so we wrote these scripts and we put them out. And our oh, call no. center's volume went down 60%. Right. And there's this guy named, there's this guy, guy named, uh, surprisingly, Alex, not Alec. But Good. Alex, Alex, before they wrote the scripts for the call center, in one week logged eight debt consolidation loans. Okay. They write the scripts. And for the next two weeks, Alex gets, Alex gets no business. Yep. So then I say, show me the script. And so they show yeah, me the script and there's six, there's six things the call center is saying oh, no. that do not create connection. And the only question that creates connection is question number seven. So, so what I would say is, what's going on, guys? All you have to do is move question seven to question one. Do you remember any of the questions, any of the six that, yeah, were, so, that were not well, good? Like, like um, how long have you been in debt? Great. Have you ever tried to pay off your debt yourself? Yep. Thank how you. did that work out for you? I, um, this is amazing. I yeah. feel, I'm have feeling you ever it. paid your balance off in full on any credit card you've ever had, except when it was at zero balance when you got it? You know, just all these. And then here's question seven. What would it mean to you well, yeah. to be debt free? Yeah. So what I told the owners, I said, <laughs> I said, move question seven. <laughs> to question one, Hell yeah! right? And then tell me what happens. So Alex, the week after they move the question up. Yeah, crushes it. 13 loans. Yeah, I was gonna say, crushes it. In one it. week. Crushes because, it. Because, and that's what I need to tell people. It's like, you can't sell. You can't sell today. So true. You can't ask stupid questions no. today. You, you, you know, the, the, the innovation in, in high trust interviewing is ask one question. Yeah. Just ask one really big question, like, like a first time home buyer. What would it mean to you yeah. to own a home? Or to a move-up buyer, what would your next right home mean to you? Yes. Or somebody that's got extensive debt, what would having financial peace of mind mean to you? Or somebody who's in retirement um, and is thinking about a reverse mortgage, yes. you know, what would financial peace of mind in retirement look like to you? All you guys have to do, the whole world needs to get really good at asking one or two really deep personal value questions. And it's easy to do when you've already done a loan form. It's easy yeah. to do when they've been referred to you by a realtor. Yep. But if you're asking stupid questions that aren't thought out and you're just gathering data, gathering data does not it's convert death. the soul. It's death. It's death. You're so right. Get the data later. Yeah. Get the connection first. Yeah. And if you do that, then you're going to win. And like this, this Alex guy is cranky. He's getting 20 loans a week right yeah. now. 20 yeah. debt consolidation loans a week. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So that's connection. And by well, the way, by the way, it's like uh, the electrical vi visual of taking the male part of the cord and plugging it in the wall. That's what connection is like in relation. We got to be plugged in together. Yeah. And if we're not, then we don't have any power. Right, it's just such good advice in a, in a world that is providing a lot of ways to stay arm's length and disconnected. And making it easier, easier for people that don't have skills to get further away from well, success. And I want to talk about skills and competency because <laughs> that's, that's where I really I think that there's a lot of meat there. But like, you know, it's easy for a loan officer to say, well, I filmed a video today. Filmed a video today. I put it in the, I put it in the universe. I'm like, good. Did you, I mean, good, but 
like, let's, let's keep going. Like, where's the real, have you called people? Did you make any human connection at all? You know, I, 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 I am the first person to say that I think that there's power in putting out your message every single day. But if you're not backing that up with real human connection, it does, it, does a tree fall in the woods? Like it, no, it, not, that doesn't do anything. Well, here's the deal. I think that if there's no action behind what you're doing, pretty soon the action is disregarded. You know, I can send out a video a day. Yeah. And if there's no action behind the video, then the videos stop getting watched. Yeah, they're like, okay. This is, and this and I think this. I think we have to be careful to think that, that, that that like optic of just being in social, that that optic alone is enough for you to watch your business take off. Yeah. There's very few people like a Gary Vanderchuk, you know, that, that, can, that can actually at scale do what he has done. And he has said repeatedly, repeatedly for years that, that content is king, but bad contact content is death. Yeah. You know, so we got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's also too, it's like, you know, you got to put the work in too. You know, you can't just, yeah. But let, 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 let me, let, I want to talk about skills and competency because here's my frame on this. I, I think every 10 to 12 years, somehow this industry just rolls over and everything <laughs> you used to do that made you successful is now gone. Yeah. And, it, and you're, you're, it's, it's kind of like this crazy, you know, cycle where now you're back to square one and you got to figure it out again. And I, I used to encourage people to be like, pretend like you're brand new. You're brand new. What are you going to do? You got nothing. And they're like, I don't want to be brand new. I'm like, it sucks, doesn't it? It sucks. <laughs> but, I, but I think that to, you made a comment earlier about we had two years plus of fish jumping in the boat. And if I even want to be more aggressive, I would say we had a decade of a really good market. Yeah. Really good market <clears throat> where it just it was you could do great. There was no huge bumps, no huge turnover. Rates were low. Yep. They weren't 3% yet, but they were good. There was inventory. And for 10 years, 12 years, you, we were just doing good. And then it was like, oh, no. You know, and, and I feel, I actually do feel pretty, pretty tore up a little bit about this because somebody who spent 10 years building their business, that's a long dang time. That takes effort and, right. and stick-to-itiveness and all right. the, and then to kind of watch the wave come through and kind of wash you out to sea and go, you know, start over is, is pretty brutal. But I also think that the skills and competencies that led people to success in the previous cycle may not be serving them today, or they have to figure out, like you made a comment about going broad and that the, your partners aren't going to, so let's, let's talk about skills and competency. What do people need today to win? So I, I think first of all, the, ba the baseline for competency is, is that if you don't have competency, then you don't have confidence. Okay, so, so watch this. Watch everybody that for 10 years has had a good run and skills have not been required at level 10 yes. to, to win, right? Yeah. So, so there's people listening and watching this that have never been outside of that 10-year window. And they're scratching their head and going, they, don't, they didn't even know the skills 11 years ago or 12 years ago, you yep. know, coming out of the, 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 the GFC, the, the great oh, global yeah. financial crisis. And so, so when you don't have competence you don't have belief which yep. we started this whole thing yeah. off with so if you don't have belief and competence then you don't have confidence which means you will not take action mm -hmm. so the the skill to work on is not doing something just to do it because somebody says go do this because yeah. if you're not competent in it it's going to defeat the whole purpose yeah and what people need to understand is that when i get to confidence this is huge then I get to consistency. So I'll give you a story. So one of the gals that we coach, um, we, we told her that, that the way that you're working with real estate agents is too slow for your big vision. 
And so she said, well, so. In so, what way? Like she was just providing too much personal touch it, it, or status? It was, just, or? it was just like she was working 60 hours a week. Yeah. And she was working one-on-one with real estate agents. Yeah. And she's educating <sighs> one-on-one and she was educating individually and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So so she, one, one weekend, she wakes up and she says to her husband, Steve, who's a contractor, she goes, you know what? I got an idea. Instead of me going to them, why don't I make them come to me? It's a Girl Scout moment, right? It's a Girl Scout cookie moment. I like this. We're not going door to door anymore. <clears throat> We're going to make people come to us. Yep. So her husband and her blow out 10 cubicles in their office. Yes. They turn it into a learning center. I talked to her this morning at 7.15. It seats 35 people. She had a full house yesterday, standing room only. I'm getting goosebumps. Just Big monitor like this. You know, she did, she did a, a session yesterday on how real estate agents need to go from gloom and doom to on top of the world in today's market, standing room only. Now listen, so that in and of itself is innovation, right? Now 35 people come to her, captive audience. Think about the time management, hang on. Time management implication. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so up in my head. Think about this, I don't need to spend one hour with 35 people anymore. 35 people are coming to me and I'm gonna spend an hour with them. They all get it, then they all leave. So then she goes, like two months ago, she said, the market's really getting kind of weird. And, um, and I said, you need to go broad. She goes, I can only hold 35 people. And I go, it doesn't matter. Take the learning center out of the office and go get a venue. So she says, okay, I'm going to do that. And, and she goes, what should I do? And I said, call two of your realtors that you love that are really, really good. Have them bring three realtors you don't know that are really, really good. Have a panel of five. Invite 200 realtors. She goes, what? And I go, no, invite 200 realtors. And she goes, okay. Well, if, if she goes, from, no, no. So, so, so she starts marketing it, puts the panel out there. She gets 93 realtors yeah. to show up. And in the next one week after that, she locks $5 million in loans. Yeah, absolutely. And now, and then, and then yesterday <clears throat> she brought the core 35 back to the office. And now she's got this demand pull. Like people are calling her, when are you going to do another big event? When are you going to do another big event? So how does somebody today fund eight or $9 million a month in a crappy market? They go wide. Yeah. She's competent at one-on-ones. Yeah. So now let's get competent at a group. And now you're competent at a group. Let's triple the size of the group. Yeah. Now she can take this in anytime she wants. Yeah. But right now she doesn't want her volume to go on. And here's the best this part. So here's good. the best part. She's gone from 60 hours a week to 30 hours a week yeah. in this market. Oh, absolutely. And has lost 80 pounds. Well, that part's... No, no, but I'm just saying like like, like when we're stressed out and we don't know what's going on, there's a thing called comfort food. There's a thing called like, oh, I, don't I, have time to, I don't have time to go to the gym. You know, I yeah. don't. Mikey knows I'm having carb withdrawals every day and I'm <laughs> bitter about it. So. But, but let's, get back to, <laughs> let's get back to competency. So if you, if you take a look at the Netflix series Quarterback okay. and you take a look at episode four, they have a, uh, about 18 minutes with Kirk Cousins, who's the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. And he's in a playroom with the coach quarterback and, and Nick is saying to him, you got to be so good with these plays that when Sunday rolls around, you don't have to think about it. So he says, why don't you record the plays on your phone? So, so Kirk records the main plays for third down. Yeah. All the third down plays on his phone. They show him driving around his car, listening to his own plays. Yeah. And if you understand the language that like, you know, flock left, QC2, sure. flock yeah. like that, you know, and it's just like, and they show him getting prepared before the game prepared before the game. So when we talk about competency, you learn the skill and then you overtrain on it. And when you overtrain on it, you have it forever. So somebody said yesterday, give me an example of that. And I said, okay, well, 34 years ago, 
34 years ago, I had a realtor that said to me, I only work with experienced loan officers. Yeah. And I was, I was, it's, I, it's I, I was, great, I was 20, 26 years old. And so I said, you know, that's awesome. You know, I'm new to the lending business, but for the last four or five years, I've been in a sporting goods store chain and I've been in charge of the customer experience while I worked my way through college. The reason I chose ABC Financial is because they funded 200 billion in home loans. My, my, uh, my, uh, my commitment to the customer and their experience in the mortgage lending process is a one-two punch you can't live without. Yes. I memorized that like almost times. four decades ago, right? So the, the, the idea is get competent at the few things that matter most. Connection matters most. Get really competent at the questions. Role play the crap out of yeah. them. Because the law of the dress rehearsal and high trust selling says that if you practice your lines, you elevate the performance. Yeah. Sharla, who is the gal that went wide with the realtor, she goes, master the play, work the play until the play works. Repeat, 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 repeat. And there's only about three skills that loan officers need to master. So that's what I, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's that's right where I'm going. That's right where I'm going. Is that, what are the skills they need to master today? Appointment setting. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah. About it. So appointment setting. It's like let's let's make sure that if I'm going to call Alec for a, an appointment, um, I'm going to use my other guy that loves me, Mike. Yep. And and Mike sells real estate, and and I'm going to say to Mike, Hey, Mike, right now I need to expand my business a little bit. I'm going to my key referral partners like you, and I'm asking you, who are your friends? that sell real estate that need a partnership like we have. Yep. I want to call him. So who do I know? I know Mike. Yep. Who does Mike know? Mike knows Alec. Yep. Okay. Who does Alec know? I don't know yet because I got to call Alec yep. and I got to use Mike and I got to get the appointment. And then I sit down with Alec and I go, the reason why Mike wanted us to meet is because I'm different than every loan officer on the planet. I actually help my real estate agents sell more real estate. So what I'd like to learn today is what are the needs that you have in your business? What are the two or three things you'd like to implement in your business in the next 12 months? And how can I help you? And oh, by the way, guess who you know? Mike knows you. You know borrowers, buyers, and sellers. Okay. Do I know them yet? No. But once I know them, then what do I have? Yep. I have one of your buyers that knows 10 other buyers. And now I get to know them. And then I bring it's some of those buyers back yeah. to you. And then you call Mike and you say, dude, I can't believe that you refer me to Todd. He's unbelievable. Yep. That's a competency skill. Yep. You don't have to go, oh, how am I going to call Alec? No, but, it, 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 no, you're, you're, but appointment setting is, is terrifying. And people- If you don't know what you're doing, it is really terrifying. It's really terrifying. <laughs> and people haven't had to do it for a long time. I know. So and, think about the, think, here's mindset. Nobody's doing it. If I do it, I don't have any competition. Yeah. Yes. Okay, now with a borrower, watch this. You got to create professional friction. You know, if a borrower starts talking, starts talking about rates today, yep. you got to create professional friction. You got to say, you know, at this point, most lenders will quote your rate, but that that's like a doctor telling you what's wrong with you without doing an exam. You know, here at this company, we are different. We're home loan strategists. This is, this is, we custom design home loan solutions and we help you manage that mortgage for life. So before we talk about interest rates, help me understand what would it mean to you to own your first home? I'm going to put underwriting in front of processing. I'm going to put closing the sale in front of gathering data. Yeah. Because if you say yes to me, rates don't matter right then and there. And then I'm going to say to you, when you tell me what's important to you about getting your first home, I'm going to look you in the eyes. I'm going to say, I'm going to make that happen for you. Are you ready to get started? Yeah. It, it takes three minutes to get a borrower off the fence and in your camp if you do what I just did. But this, 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 I like the full circle of this because <laughs> it, well, it, it takes courage to do that, but that takes belief in yourself that what you do matters. Do you know the best way to have more courage? Oh, I'm ready. No, I, be more courageous. <laughs> yeah, Todd. <dude. laughs> no, I mean like, like I know, like the, the fortune favors the bold. Yeah, you know, <laughs> get in motion. So, so all you here's the deal: 
don't wait until you feel ready to make a call. Make a call, and then you're going to feel ready to make more. You can't talk yourself into doing something. No. Just do it, and then you talk your rest of your body into following that. And people just, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it this afternoon, or I'll do it, or, or then they give their time away in the morning to some other, like, Thing that's happening and well it's easy to give your time away when you're when you when you feel hopeless or you feel overwhelmed or you feel scared and then it's like well then i'm just gonna watch this show or i'm just gonna do this or i'll show up i'll, I'll go i'll go get the coffee and get in the office later you know it's easy to push stuff off when you're feeling all those feelings and you know i want to give space for people because there are people feeling that in this market and they got to figure out how to overcome it or else they're never going to win well so how do you overcome a difficult market you do difficult things and the bottom line is if you really believe in the word hope, mm. you know, hope as an acrostic stands for hang on, pain ends. But the best way to hang on in a painful market is to prepare for a good market. Because yeah. then at least you're laying the brick and mortar so that when the market gets good, you don't have to then prepare then. Yeah, because this, this is passing. This, this is isn't, this isn't life. I don't know when this is going to be produced, but somewhere around like, Everybody's saying February, March, April of next year, things yeah. are going to start to loosen up. Yeah. And if you look at the, the three years after that, it's going to be like a, we're going to be back to a great market. So don't miss that. No. Yeah, exactly. Plant the seeds today. So, so Todd, we've talked about belief, connection, um, competency, skills. You know, what I love about you is you've got a great perspective on, on what's going on. And you're also really in tune with the pulse of the originator every day yeah. and what they're dealing with. You know, I'd love to kind of, as we wrap down here, get a chance for you to share that perspective and really kind of wrap up what you're feeling on this area to give some people some, a message, you know, whether, whether it's on hope or whether it's on, you know, do this right now and it'll help you today. Where, 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 what do you want to share? Where's your heart? My heart is, um, and this may sound really heavy, okay. but I'm going to say this. I'll look you in the eyes, but I'm saying to everybody that's, that's watching, um, you're going to die and you don't know when you're going to die. And it would be a travesty to not do life well and then get taken out early. Um, we don't know when, where, how. But somewhere between 1130 in the morning and 5.45 in the afternoon, seven out of 10 people die out of every 1,000 in America. So you could be on your way to the office or on your way to employment and be taken out tomorrow. So the question is, do you want to have regrets? And so what I say to people is, you know, be happy now. Don't let society and business rob you of happiness. I love that. Um, spend time with the people that matter most because you're never, nobody's ever going to come to your funeral and say, man, he was so busy. It was, I wish he had spent more time with me, but he was so busy, you know. Um, let yourself, give yourself permission to be happy. Um, don't work hard, work smart. I know that sounds cliche but somebody told me the other day, do you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Okay, I'm ready. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. <laughs> this is good. So here's the wisdom. Work less, earn more. Yeah. Work better and smarter and work less hours. Um, people are going less hours. No, less hours. How does, yeah. how does somebody go from 60 hours to 30 hours a week yeah. and double volume? Yeah. So you're, you and I are going to die. And, and Deb asked me a question uh, two weekends ago when we were in L.A. She said, what is our perfect next 10 years? It's a good question. It's a great question. It's a great question. And what are the perfect, and, and you can't ask that question and not be moved. Yeah. 
Because all of a sudden the filter is, look at all the stuff that maybe isn't part of the 10-year Shouldn't answer be part, yeah. And shouldn't be part of the 10-year answer. And I think that it's just important to understand that <clears throat> everybody watching this, and you and I and all these great, beautiful producers in it, we all have been given this gift of time. And so don't let some traumatic event happen to somebody you love or somebody in your family or God God willing, you don't get some yeah. tragic diagnosis. Live, live with every ounce of love and passion you can live today. Phil Mickelson said when he came in second at the Masters this year, people were asking him, how do you think when you go around the golf course? He said, the only shot I can control is the shot I'm about to make. I can't change the shot I made to get to this shot. And I certainly can't plan the next shot without making this shot. Yesterday's over. Tomorrow's not here. Make yeah. today matter. And if you make today matter, then life's going to matter. And if you don't, then yeah, we'll see what happens. Todd, you are such a gift, dude. Thank you for just coming and hanging out with us. Thanks for the words of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the thanks for bringing the intensity and the truth and the passion mm -hmm. because I think that's what we need to come back to when we're dealing with hard times. Yeah. Quote. Yeah. Now we got to come back to the to the core of our reality and, th and, and launch I, from there. And I think the thing that people need to understand is. Um, Going through tough, tough times uh, defines the new you. It defines the strong you. If you understand that the tough times are never permanent, tough times never last, uh, people that are resilient and tough can get through anything. And my, my words of hope for everybody watching this is you're spending time watching this. You're a strong person. You know, you desire to have a better tomorrow than today. So be tough. Be tough, be resilient, understand that today's gonna to be over in 24 hours and then tomorrow's a new day. Just live that way, day at a time. Friends, we'll see you on the next episode of the Modern Learning Podcast. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.